Chapter Eight of the Mary Frances Cookbook. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. The Mary Frances Cookbook by Jane Eyre Fryer. Chapter Eight: A Potato Lunch. I'm so relieved," said Mary Frances with a sigh. "Now I can hurry along the potato lunch." yes chimed in mantel clock it's quarter past eleven you have only three quarters of an hour that's so said mary frances the next recipe is number five baked potatoes one choose potatoes of the same size rather large two scrub well and wipe three bake in a hot oven from thirty to forty-five minutes or until soft when pressed between thumb and fingers four roll each between the fingers this makes them mealy. Five, serve on a napkin. Why, I won't need to pare those. I'll put two of these I've washed in the oven. The oven's grand and hot. Let me see. Will all the others need paring? Yes, she laughed. I didn't notice the heading of the chapter before. Potatoes without jackets. Number six, boiled potatoes. One, wash potatoes. Two, pare, throwing into cold water. Three, drain cover with boiling water allowing one tablespoon salt to every twelve potatoes four let boil one half hour or until the largest is soft when pierced with a fork five drain off all the water six shake over fire or place on back of stove to dry off the potatoes number seven mashed potatoes one boil potatoes drain dry off two mash in pan in which they were cooked three for every cupful add one dash pepper one salt spoon salt one half tablespoon butter scant four for every cupful heat two tablespoons milk five throw the heated milk on potatoes six beat with a wire fork until creamy seven pile lightly on a hot dish serve uncovered note remember that all measurements are level or even with the top to divide a spoonful cut it through the middle lengthwise for a half and across that for one quarter of a spoonful number eight potato soup place on the table three freshly boiled potatoes one onion butter parsley flour dredger pepper salt one pint milk two cups one put the milk in the upper part of a double boiler half filling the under part with boiling water two throw in two slices of onion and put double boiler on the stove for ten minutes three mashed potatoes and add to the hot milk four add one teaspoon salt and a dash of pepper five put through a wire strainer rubbing the potatoes through with a spoon six put into double boiler and place on stove seven melt one tablespoon butter in a little pan eight throw into it one half tablespoon flour stir well nine dip a little of the hot milk on this stirring well then pour into the soup ten let boil ten minutes eleven add one tablespoon chopped parsley if too thick add hot water or milk twelve serve very hot oh i know how to cook boiled potatoes they're just like jacket boiled only they have their jackets off she cried why certainly exclaimed boiler pan 
which she had put on the stove half full of water. I know my part. I just hurry them right along in a jiffy. He looked so interested that Mary Frances laughed as she dropped the potatoes in. Are they all to be bo boiled? stuttered the bubbling boiler pan. Yes, said Mary Frances, all except those I put in the oven. Listen, I'll tell you the menu for Billy's potato lunch. We'll begin, of course, with soup, potato soup. Puree is the word for thick soup, suggested Boiler Pan. It seems more stylish, don't you think? Yes, indeed, said Mary Frances. I do believe I'll write a card for each of us to have at our places at the table. And she quickly brought her school pad from her desk. Then she wrote, Menu, Billy's Potato Lunch, Puree of Potato, Potatoes in the Shell, Cold Meat Mashed Potatoes, Sliced Bananas with Cream, Milk. That potato in the shell sounds swell, said Coffee Pot, but it seems to me you ought to have something to drink, like coffee or something of that kind. Oh, that's true, Mary Frances replied, but I don't know how to make coffee, and Mother said I must make everything in the order it came in my book. Won't you look to see if my turn doesn't come soon? interrupted Coffee Pot. Not today, Mary Frances shook her head. Today we have milk. Why, tomorrow, as she looked in her book, isn't that fine? But those potatoes must be done. I should think so. A minute more and they'd have been burned, she said as she drained off the water. Now, ready for the masher? Quite ready, said a little voice, and Mary Frances was not surprised to see Potato Masher tumble over the edge of Boiler Pan as she put him on the table. Push my head down hard, said he in a thick, mushy voice, and Mary Frances did as he directed. Suddenly, Potato Masher stopped work. How will you know how much potato to put into the soup, he asked. Why, said Mary Frances, there were only six boiled ones altogether, so the three for the soup will be just half. Pretty good, pretty good for a little girl just learning to cook, Potato Masher said, and ducked his head into the potatoes again. When they were finished, Mary Frances said, you know so much about potatoes, perhaps you can sit right up on that box, pointing to the sugar box, and tell me when I make a mistake. I'm going to do exactly as my book says. You cry out, stop, when I do anything the wrong way. It will be the day of my life ever to be remembered. Potato Masher ran his words together clumsily but I should be very much obliged to you if you would first wash my face. Why, certainly, said Mary Frances. I didn't like to suggest it. Thank you kindly, miss. Tis a pleasure to serve you, said the little fellow as he perched himself on the sugar box when Mary Frances brought him back to the table. All ready? asked the little girl. Class, proceed, said Potato Masher with a school teacher air. Only twice did he interrupt her as she followed every direction given in the recipes once to remind her of the potatoes in the oven and again to tell her to pour the soup very slowly lest she burn herself it's magnificent this potato lunch said he as mary frances carried the last smoking dish to the dining table tis a proud day for the assistant chef meaning myself he made a pompous little bow toward the kitchen folks i little thought she'd be on time I was afraid I'd have to strike before she was ready, declared Mantel Clock, beginning to strike twelve, just as Billy came in. Menus, exclaimed the boy. 
Jiminy, Billy's potato lunch, he read. Oh, I say, if I'd known, I'd have dressed for the occasion. Don't make fun, Billy, begged Mary Frances. Make fun, cried Billy. Just taste that soup and see if anyone could make fun. It's fit for the president. Oh, Billy, Mary Frances laughed. Maybe you think I don't mean it, said Billy, helping himself to mashed potatoes. Why didn't you invite some company? I didn't know that potato masher, I mean, I didn't know it would turn out so well, blushed Mary Frances. Invite somebody. Can't I bring Bob and Eleanor over some day soon to lunch? Yes, said Mary Frances, if Aunt Maria. Oh, by the way, said Billy, I most forgot. Aunt Maria had word her brother is sick at Upland, and she went to see him this morning, and can't possibly be back in time for breakfast. I guessed we'd make out okay. I told her I was thinking of our lunches, you know. Billy, really? asked Mary Frances. But I'm sorry for Aunt Maria's brother. End of chapter 8